G'day and welcome to the Breaking Through Podcast where we interview musicians current and emerging. I'm super excited for this one now. Who do we have? This episode we are talking to Alex who is the lead singer of Great Gables. From Perth, these boys rose to fame in 2016 with their first album titled GG. Over the years, they've continued to grow and really experimented with different music styles on the way. It was a bloody good chat. We talked about working with Matt Corby, tour dynamics and their new single. G'day and welcome to the Breaking Through podcast. Today on the pod, we have Alex from Great Gable. How are you going today, mate? I'm good, thanks, Brenton. Thanks for having us and cheers, Nell. Hey, very excited. <laughs> Good to see Nels here. After um, after our issues with internet, we finally got here. But Nell, you know that we like to start the podcast with an icebreaker. Now, Alex, these are usually just to um, be musically entwined. So that's how we like it here on the pod. Um, if you could sound like any musician. Or, you know, I don't want to be too typical and just say like John Lennon or something like that. But... Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I like uh, Alex Turner's voice. You know, I reckon he's got a he's got a cool uh, twang. And um, oh gosh, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I'll say Alex Turner. I mean, Alex Turner's that's a, that's a pretty good op. That's that's pretty good. I or Julian Casablancas, you know, from the Strokes. Like he's got a he's got a mm. great voice. You know, that's a good pick. Nell, who are you going? Oh my god. Um... I would love to just be able to like belt like Whitney Houston level and I, I would just probably like talk. In, I mean, I, that's how I would talk if I could sing like her. So yeah, <laughs> something imp- <laughs> not out of like a, oh, I would like sing some really beautiful stuff. I would just like love to project my voice like that. Just you like know what order I mean? your coffee like that. Oh yeah, like just shout at people. <laughs> order your coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and uh... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Would like double espresso. Oh my god, that's incredible. <laughs> I know, thank you. Um, I'm gonna go Australian, hmm. um, and I'm gonna go Ray uh, Thistlewaite. I think that's oh, how you yeah. pronounce it. And he is the lead singer of well, First Night. Well, as if we wouldn't know that. Like, of course, we know that. <laughs> just, just in case people have been living under yeah. a rock. Oh, he's from Perth. He's from Perth course you'd know that come on um but i've had many cries in the shower to many of his tracks but then you know when you're having a beer um in an afternoon on a sunday his music fits that as well so i think he's kind of a um uh you know kind of fits all type i of wouldn't even know like there. a, what, yeah. a song outside of that summer one yeah. to be honest what's that summer mm, one? Oh, what's it called interesting uh yeah, sometime in the summertime yeah that's it Oh, Bondi Rescue. Yeah, yeah, Bondi Rescue, of course. Um, what about my um my little cousin? She's like a year younger than me, so not that little. But she posted a story of her um with just sitting next to yeah the lead singer of Thirsty Merc and was like chemistry could be like she was just trying her very best. I don't think it was happening though. They've um they've kicked on at my house without me there. <laughs> Like, my, my housemate sent me, like, FaceTime me, and then they're at kick-ons in our little man cave, kicking on with Thirsty Merc. Like, my favourite thing oh, is his last name. I was name. absolutely devastated. I love, I love his last name. Thistlewaite. Oh, sorry, is it Thistlewaite? Yes. It's an incredible watch. last name. Jeez, <laughs> uh, he would have uh, been explaining that one a bit too many times, I think. Um, but, Nell, I think it's music time. Do we want to get into it? Yes. Shall we just go straight into Drift? 
For many songs, they either take a while to get into or they're songs that just hook you from the start. And Drift is one of those songs with the guitaring at the start that just gets you right off the bat. When you guys were making this one, is that what it felt when you were making it? Like, this one is going to be a saucy track? Or was it not till it was received by the public that you thought, hang on, we might have a good track here? Well, you know, like, I think that was probably, like, one of the first songs we ever wrote, you know. So, like, uh, I mean, this is back in, like, 2015, even 2014. I reckon we probably wrote that. And um, we put it out in 2016 on this EP. And I don't reckon that was, like, I don't reckon anyone really listened to it until two years later. Like we never, because obviously, like when we like we we started gigging around and whatnot, and we we knew that we had like these five or six songs that we thought were pretty cool, or whatever. And we gigged them around and stuff, but like, no, they never got any. They never got nothing. Ever took off out the gate like quick or anything like that. Everything was a pretty slow, pretty chill, chill rise. And then by the time it did kind of get like a bit popular or whatever, like just started getting a few plays on Spotify and that. We kind of thought by that point that we'd missed the mark of like on that EP. So we were like, oh, we're searching for what else, like what we kind of did wrong. But apparently we got it, got it kind of right. <laughs> it's funny how that works. I don't know. Yeah. You, you were just waiting for uh, the right audience to find it, I guess. And that, that's the glory of Spotify is that it's always mm. there and always waiting mm. um, for someone to find it. But another thing I wanted to touch on is that you guys did a live at the wireless um, which is extremely cool. Um, thousands of people listening around Australia, but obviously, Drift is an absolutely killer track. How does it feel listening to that on Live at the Wireless with people singing back to you every single word? Oh, you know, I can't say that I've exactly listened to that exact recording um, because I've heard the song enough times. You know, it's been like I said, it's been a solid six, seven years now, but like. Um, I'd like the best the best part of playing any gig is just the fact that people sing the songs back, you know. I, I love that to bits. Like it just it like melts melts me uh, every single time, you know. And uh it's nice cuz I don't have to sing the whole thing then either, like just like a little break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you get them started, you you get them started and then they'll take on the rest. That's yeah, right. like I'm not going to lie, like it's painful rehearsing some of those old, older songs, but then you play the gig and you're like yeah this is why this is what we did it for you know like mm. yeah and um you don't really get to choose which which songs like popular or whatever but like i've got to be i've got to say i'm pretty glad it's drift it's a nice one it's a chill one so people can really belt it out as well you know like yeah it's um it definitely like i feel like it's one of those songs that it's like australian indie music that's a great example of it um, the guitar and the sound it just goes so well with everything. Um, now you guys are now we've spoken about this so many times about WA, the Perth music scene, um, how we've never been able to see bands from there or visit or anything like that. Um, with the border closures, how have you guys kind of um, dealt with that? Because you guys had did you guys go to and from 
or were you guys stuck in New South Wales or something or in WA? Where, where did you guys kind of stick for um, a lot of it? Well, I guess it's been a good, yeah, a couple of years now. So, like, first of all, I think we, like, we were all hunkered, in, hunkered down in WA. We spent a lot of time writing for the next album. And, um, and, and then we had to go, and then we went, we actually went on a tour last year, which was really fun. Um, and then, uh, so we got around the country and then, and then we recorded the album in New South Wales at Corby's, Cor- uh, you know, Cor- Matt Corby's um, got a place called Rainbow Valley. And we were there for like a month and a half recording there. And that was a fucking blast. But then coming back, we got stuck in, stuck in ACT or something like that um, for like three weeks or something. If there's a, any any worse a place to get stuck? I don't like. I don't know. Don't know if I want to be there. Eh? <laughs> um, but then um, the rest of the time we've just been in WA, and it's been like it's been chill as like we get all the boys and I we get to catch out catch up plenty and all that sort of jazz. So it's fine, you know. I was with them this morning. It's um it's it's really frustrating because I reckon Nell, I reckon half of the guests we've had on this podcast have been from Perth. Um, we've had Death by Denim. Um, late 90s boys have been on, the Dice boys are coming on soon, Old Mervs, Noah Dillon. Like, we absolutely love the WA music scene and I was devastated when um, old um, Daddy Mark said that, no, sorry, the uh, borders aren't opening. So that was a little frustrating. Um, I wish you didn't say Daddy Mark, um, but yeah. It's all over the internet, okay. mate. I'm not the only one calling okay. him Daddy Mark. Um, yeah, let's... No, like, I think you'd be surprised. I think like a lot of people are starting to get a bit sick of him, right? But I like, I don't know. For me, it's just like, how I don't know how anyone could rip him because he's... I don't know. It's just like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like the job of making these decisions, to be honest. Like, Oh, yeah. It's so, a hard, hard thing. And you know not he's like not the only one making <laughs> He's not the only one making mm. these decisions. Like he's got like probably like a team of like a hundred odd people that he's like curating mm. these decisions. Decisions, but he's the one that cops all of it, I guess. Isn't well, you, your guys' music scene has been able to, you know, kind mm. of still flourish. Well, I wouldn't say flourish, but kind of continue. Oh, on but like bands like Dice, you know, so you said you're getting Dice on in, in soon or whatever. But mm. like, you know, those boys will tell you. Like, we know, we all, we know all those guys, and we know that firsthand. Like, the pandemic was the only reason they really got to start get moving because they had no competition coming in from over east or overseas or anything. And all yeah. these young frothers, oh, keen as fuck for gigs, you know. Like, mm. so what are they? What are you meant to do? Like, of course, they're like they've got they're a good bunch of boys that play good gigs. Like, you know, they've got good tunes. Of course, they're gonna like get a little bit of like traction in WA. Mm-hmm. But I mean, now they've just got the stint of getting over east, like. Yeah, well, that's the next big thing. But that's uh, that's a really interesting take of like eliminating the sort of international competition. I've never really thought of it like that. But yeah, it's bloody true, and people, I think, more than ever, are getting around their local artists um, to you know be supportive. Yeah, well, not even just yeah. the um, internationals now. Like, if you think about you know how many bands in Sydney, Brisbane, Melbourne, that type of area, like all the, um, you know, coastal bands of New South Wales, like they couldn't have gone over West because there's so much talent over here as well. Um, so, you know, th- those boys definitely get a chance. Never thought about that. Oh, it's good to see there's some positives. Yeah, um, well, even think through. about, um, like, like, you need to think about like, oh, the fucking, the Strokes are playing tonight the same night we put our gig on or something like that. Mm. That could be like for for a band that's playing to two hundred people. That's that could be half their audience going to the Strokes or something like that, or 
whoever it is. There's mm. just like there was just none of that in WA. So it just gave like um, gave all these young bands a good crack, which I think I think is fucking awesome, you know. Yeah. Yeah, we love we love uh, you know local Aussie talent here, so it's good to see um, mm. bands and artists like that get a get a bit of a leg up. Uh, yes. Nell, next track. Oh, okay. Maybe. Let's go into Hazy. hit half a million streams on Spotify which is absolutely massive obviously you guys have had a lot of successes so far like do you still still celebrate you know um milestones like this um I'd say yeah yeah I mean like we don't we don't like I suppose we probably wouldn't don't get together and have it like a, <clears throat> a big drink for it or anything but like but we get excited that, that like you know that um our new music and whatnot's like chugging along you know that's that that keeps us kind of motivated i suppose and we um celebrate that by trying to put on gigs and yeah i I don't know yeah i guess we get Mm. excited by it but it's not like yeah it's i don't think we get together for it sort of thing okay what what would you say is like a beer worthy um you know milestone for you guys that you'd celebrate well i can name a couple for you that have been happened recently um we got signed to rainbow valley records which is our friend matt's record label um and also drift has become um aria got nominated gold or something like that i don't know Mm. we get a big like like it's on it's on the way to my house at the moment it's probably like a day or two away it's like a big plaque and like big gold record with drift on it saying saying Alex Whiteman you've won this or something like that. I don't know <laughs> but yeah so we got together for a beer for that as well because um we we're stoked with that and what else do we, do we get together for a beer for um when like the when we finished like master mas- mixing and mastering an album like when the whole album thing's done we get together and have a listen through and like you know other than that we've just got rehearsals at each every wednesday night if you need to know just just a ritual i think um you've touched on you've ch- you've touched on the um rainbow valley studios a few times um must be surreal recording stuff out there with so many other artists that have um gone through there do you kind of feel like going from you know little studios that where you can kind of just go in record to going to these type of studios do you feel the pressure to kind of bring out your best stuff I mean, I think I think every time we go into a studio, we feel the pressure of like whether or not it's any good, you know, we like because we get we get kind of you get kind of too close to the songs almost for your own good. Um, but like it's 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 kind of for us now that we've started doing record like we've recorded with Matt and stuff, and I mean he's given the songs a tick of approval. Like so, far, who who are we to like question it? I guess like we're just <laughs> like all right if Corby reckons they're all right. 
I mean, you cannot get much higher <laughs> approval than Mr. Matt Corby. That guy is an absolute legend. It makes me cry every time I see him. Yeah, we just have, um, I guess we just have a bit more pressure on whether or not like we're performing them well, I guess. Like we make sure, I want to make sure that I'm singing them well. And like, you know, Corby is a bit of a multi-instrumentalist. Um, and yeah, he knows what he's doing on, on all, all aspects of things. We just want to make sure we play the songs uh, like, yeah, play the songs as best we can, I suppose, in the studio. So is, is, is he there when, like, you're recording those tracks? Oh, he's, all, he's there all the time. Like, he's the one pressing the big red button. <laughs> You'd be so nervous, surely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, like, you know, that's the thing is work, like, getting to know someone like Matt is that he's, he's, he's human, you know, uh, and he's chill. He's very chill. So, like, he understands that some people work in different ways, a bit slower than others. Some people work, want to work faster or on their own or, you know, with a group of people mm. in the room. Who yeah, knows? and how, how does Matt sort of um, differ from other producers you've had in the past? Like, is there anything that really makes him stand out? Um, he's mm. great to, like, for harmonies, I find. Like, if I don't have a harmony part sorted, he's just, like, I've got a list of 12 here that we can use. <laughs> yeah, and I get, and like the great thing is that he gets in the studio with me and stands around the mic and sings them with me. So like, it's really easy. So <laughs> half the harmonies you're probably hearing a Corby on the, tra on the tracks anyway. Like. But um, other than that, he's just like, he's really, he's invested, you know, because um, I guess it's his record label and he wants to make sure that he's like putting out good music under, cause I guess it's like, I guess you can't like, you know, like Triple J and everything mm. is like great Gable produced by <laughs> Matt Corby. It's like Matt, Matt Corby, <laughs> Matt Corby's done this or something mm. like, so he wants to make sure it's decent. Like, so he's like, that he's extra weight to it, doesn't it? Yeah. I guess he wants to make sure like he's having, he's, he's, he's like making sure all the songs are up to scratch and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, like other producers, like if you, you know, it depends, they can be a bit of a gun for hire or something like that where they're not so invested in whether or not the songs are any mm. good. They just want their kind of money, I guess. Like, yeah. Good to say that Matt's, uh, we'll look out for those harmonies. Um, yeah, yeah, now, yeah. I think it's, I think it's new song o'clock. Do we want to play this one? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, this one is Our Love. Um, this one is about, um, you know, uh, the sun shining in the morning and, you know, turning to the one you love and kind of, you know, um, sharing them with love and appreciation um i think you may have left out a few people that don't actually um wake up with people next to them like myself what like who are we supposed to kind of put that love and appreciation to well it's i mean yourself if you want really like it's each to their own each to their own but um i guess i guess i also missed out people that don't wake up in the morning as well like Rude. I guess perhaps it's, perhaps this is a selfish song, Brenton. I don't know. Like, <laughs> oh, um, Brenton I mean, is it's... not your target audience. If it's someone with a partner who doesn't sleep in, Brenton is. Excuse out. me, I wake I'm up sorry. in the morning now. We're not at uni anymore now. I okay. get up in a decent time, mate. Thank goodness. 
Um, <laughs> how are you feeling about um, this song coming out and kind of um, waiting for the audience reaction? Is there a bit of nerves or are you comfortable in how, how, how um, you're gonna, it's going to be received? Well, I definitely tend not to try, to try not to get too excited about it being like a fucking a hit or whatever because, like, who knows what the kids are like these days. Like, I'm definitely not the one to know. Anyway, I'm the last person that knows generally. Um, but like, I think it's just it's just exciting to have new music out, and I feel like this it's a bit of a like it's an easy easier it's an easy bop sort of thing. This one, like, it's got like some nice imagery to it, I think. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I'm excited. That's for sure. I'm definitely excited to see what people think of it. But also, mm. it ain't gonna it ain't gonna stress me too hard. No hair's going to be falling out over this track. Um, I really like how a lot of your music, it's kind of a bit of a, a roller coaster. Nothing sounds the same. Um, so, like, it, it's not, no one really knows what they're going to get from you guys, but I kind of like that. I kind of like how you can just, I, I bet a gig from you guys would be, you know, going through so many different moods and, and stuff like that. So be keen to see that. And people can mm-hmm. see you because you guys have a tour coming up. Now, this one's interesting because. You guys start in WA and then go around the rest of Australia. So does that mean once you guys leave WA, you guys did that on purpose because you know you can't, you're not going to be able to come back? So it's like what two, three months on on the road. Um, I, it's definitely there's definitely going to be at least a month and a half, maybe two months. You're right, but like you know, if that's like I said, Brenda, I'm usually left in the dark with all this stuff. Like, but I'm sure <laughs> the people that are working behind the scenes, our booking agent, Casey, and our, um, her and our manager, Kelsey, they've probably thought that through. Yeah, I reckon you've, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> my main question on this one is because you're obviously leaving your family and friends for, you know, a, a long time. Um, how, how do you deal with that as a band to um, just be stuck to the uh, FaceTime calls for a couple of months? Well, you know, I've got like a lot of family in the UK and all that sort of stuff. So I don't mind FaceTime. Like, um, I'm all right on it. And um, when it, when you kind of, when you're on these tours, it's sort of like, it all just like, it all just blurs into one. And then once you get back, it's like, you've not really left anyway. So I don't know, it can be tough with partners and things, but you just make the time and the effort and it's, and it's fine, you know. Do you find like being on tour with, you know, you you and your band, is that is there moments where you're like super close and then come apart like over the four months or is it kind of a really unifying experience? Well, I think you have your moments with each person, you know. Like mm. for one week you're best I'm best friends with Callum the drummer and then I pick another best mate for the next week or something, you know, sort of thing. Just and like, you know, we all try to mix up who we're bunking with and you know if we have to bunk with each other and stuff like that but we're like uh, uh, like we've known each other for such a long time now that it's just like you know we'll bicker about one of us hasn't taken the bin out in the airbnb or something like that and it goes on for 40 minutes but then there's no real drama (laughs) at all you know like it's always just a laugh like which is a good thing we all we all love taking the piss out of each other and and, you know, I think it's just we all know that we're, like, away for a while and it can be tough. So we just, yeah, we just try to have as much fun as possible, like, usually, yeah. Do you, um, 
do you kind of have like your break up at the end of the at end of the week with your friend to go we've had our time together it's been really special oh. but i found someone else <laughs> and i just need to have this person for a week or is it just kind of just gone separate ways and nothing's being said I don't, yeah, I don't know. You know what guys are like. They don't really talk about anything, do they? Like, It's just a nod and going, eh. yeah, 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 yeah. No, but we all, we all understand that. Um, I wouldn't say it's as dramatic as going from week to week, you know, like that's a bit silly, but like, it's like, mm. we just kind of, um, you just kind of like have like similar, similar, like um, jokes going on with the one person for, for a bit. And then you just kind of, uh, get you're a bit tired of the other boys and then you just kind of yeah you kind of rotate it a little bit it's not it's it's actually like it actually ends up making the whole thing a lot quicker like like having one best mate for a bit and then switching you know sort of thing so then you go you don't get too sick of each other then do you it, it sounds like a well-oiled machine it sounds like you've got everything um ready to go um now final question time Oh, yes. All right. Um, what is something that you would like to do this year that would absolutely make 2022 for you? Doesn't have to be musical, can be personal as well. Yeah. Well, like I said, I've got all my fa- like a lot of family in the UK and I'll just love, 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 love to be able to see them. Mm. Um, yeah. And just, yeah, probably have a beer with me old man. <laughs> Uh, yeah, because he's in Wouldn't that. Wouldn't that be nice? That's a, that's a nice touch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we do love a beer. Ooh, lovely. Well, inter- international borders are opening, mate. So yeah, get, I get guess ready. the strife is is coming back into WA. But I've just saw it. Like my girlfriend showed me a post earlier saying that they've re- reduced the, the number of days of isolation coming into WA is like seven now. So it's very possible to get get around the world. That's not bad. That's not. That, I, I mean, mean I, like maybe that's, that's just from over east. I don't actually know, but it might be. It might be. Inter- I doubt it's international as well. Actually, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> everything changes every <laughs> second day. I mean, so we'll have to see. But what one thing doesn't change is that you guys are a great band, and everyone should go the tour. Um, make sure to check their Insta website to see where you can get tickets. Um, they're going all around. So um, make sure you check it out. Alex from Great Gable. Thanks for coming on, mate. Really appreciate it. Hey, thanks so much, Nell and Brendan. It's been a blast chatting to you. To keep up to date with all things breaking through, make sure to check out our socials.